Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week is my dad. How you doing? I'm doing grand. Grand. Grand it is. So let's talk about the week that was in the NFL. Week number 11. And uh, as we were mentioning while the game was going on... But uh, you know, you were you were giving us the uh, play-by-play, but you, you we didn't we weren't on the air long enough to get the blow-by-blow, as it were. Um, the uh, the Browns overcome the Steelers twenty-one to seven, but it's what they happened. Overcame them. Well, uh, but it's what happened in the last four seconds of the game that uh, caused a big problem, including a full-on brawl, the likes of which. I, I can't remember ever seeing in football. I mean, the last time I saw something like that was the Malice in the Palace, and that was um, that was the Pistons and the uh, no Pacers. Yeah, Pacers and the Pistons, and that was I think like twenty years ago at this point. Well, it's a it's a regional rivalry, that's for sure. Yeah, no, it's, those, it's those a, cities are a little bit too close. Yeah, it's a big one, and. Um, yeah, my gosh. I mean, everybody's seen it. Miles Garrett with the helmet and Mason Rudolph. Um, I mean, and then Pouncey coming in and he's trying to kick. Trying oh, yeah, it was great. It, 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 it looked like surveillance video in the <laughs> parking lot. It was something else. Yeah, but it's a football fight. <laughs> I mean, it really was. But it's, it's always hilarious when they start punching. Remember, they're wearing giant helmets. Oh, yeah, of, yeah. But... But that was on top so of. He didn't know if he, he didn't know if he wanted to keep punching or keep kicking. I mean, well, he decided to keep on kicking. Although it was funny, he kept on trying to kick him, but uh, the other Browns player that was there was blocking his leg. And Perfect. then, and then Rudolph with his uh, helmet off, he's getting pushed by. Um, I forget his name, but he's so yeah. So Garrett has been suspended indefinitely, which pretty much means the rest of the season. Pouncey for three games for the kicking. And then um, right. the one who came in at the end and knocked down Rudolph, he said he was yeah, suspended. Yeah, that, that was game. totally. Yeah, that's it's just a bad scene. I mean, we, yeah, we don't need that necessarily, but still. Um, right. Yeah. So what, what what is he thinking? He just can't control himself, or who Garrett? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think that's a lot of it. You know, a man on a mission in terms of, you know, attack the quarterback and uh, well. I don't know where, I don't know what and else. They, and they play in two weeks. Yeah, so you know we'll see if any if anything changes, but who knows? Um, yes. and then so some of the other games that uh, also mattered as well: Cowboys over the Lions, thirty-five to twenty-seven. Pre- Dak Prescott he has he's on a roll right now. He wants uh, that contract. I mean, really, I think what another three, four touchdowns this week. Uh, right. Some really big like that. Bills over the Dolphins, thirty-seven to twenty. Uh, I don't. Th- the Dolphins did not cover on that line, by the way. Um, Colts over the Jaguars, thirty-three to thirteen. Foles came back strong uh, with a quick strike touchdown 
pretty much as soon as he came back, but then uh, the Colts took over, so and they took over down in the south. So Colts over the Jaguars, thirty-three to thirteen. Did you see the yards rushing they gave up? Who the, the Jags? Jags? Yeah, wasn't it like two hundred and sixty-six yards? It was something just short of three hundred, wasn't it? I never heard of such a thing. I mean, they decided that they're just going to run the ball, and you know what? It worked for them. Control the clock, control the ball, and. They controlled the scoreboard as well. That's outrageous. It is. Uh, Saints go into Tampa Bay 34-17. to I mean, that's a team also on a mission as well. Tampa Bay kind of played their Super Bowl last, last week against the Cardinals, the Arians Bowl, and they won that. Denver jumped out to a big 20 to nothing lead. And in then, Minnesota. In Minnesota in the first half, and then squandered it 27-23. to the Vikings look for real. I knew. I well, mean, the whole year it's 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 about Cook, and when the Vikings go the way Cook went, well, he he didn't have a good game at all. No. And Cousins put it on his back and got her done. He sure did. He found uh, was that Kyle Rudolph, Kyle Randolph, like just open. I forget who who's wide uh, tight end is. Uh, speaking of a role, the Falcons, I mean, Dan Quinn's playing for his job, 29-3 to over the Panthers in Carolina. Uh, the defense... That's two or three straight. I think that's two. There's a, That's at least two. Yeah, two straight. Yeah. Two straight. So Dan Quinn's fighting for his job. Everybody on that is fighting for their paycheck. Uh, Kyle Allen looked like Kyle Allen really kind of should have been, or what we all thought the name Kyle Allen should be when when he took over for Cam. Not a not a successful line this week. Um, the right, G- back to reality. Back to reality. The Jets apparently are really good against the NFC East, and if they were in there, they'd be the division leader. Thirty-four to seventeen over Washington uh, in a game. How in- bad is the situation in Washington? Bad. It's bad. I mean, there's no there's no other way around it. Really, what they need to do is get rid of Bruce Allen. Look, you're not going to get rid of the owner, like. <laughs> Uh, unless, but, but playing, but playing Haskins, he's he's not ready for prime time. No, he's not ready for prime time. But at this point, why not just do what the Cardinals did and start over? Either he's not ready for prime time, or he's just not ready, and then take your chances with whoever's in the draft. You know, because at this they'll, point, they'll be getting some good draft picks this time around. Right. Well, it's also the question: Are they going to be able to draft um, smartly? Because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if they can. And I don't think that Bruce Allen is the one who should be doing it, but for some reason he's got pictures of Daniel Snyder in compromising situations because he can't get fired, but all these head coaches go. I mean, everywhere else, if you have two head coaches, then if you're done with the second head coach, the GM goes too. But, I mean, this guy's been there forever. Could you see Jeff Bezos uh, buying them? Yeah. There's rumor out there. I mean, uh, Snyder said... Over there, already on the Washington Post. Right, but... Every, every other delivery. Right, but Snyder says he's not going to... Look, I, Snyder's not going to sell. Look, it, there's so many teams, especially in this new, in the New York area, who really should have new owners, but these owners aren't going to sell. And why... Look, I, I'm not a fan of Daniel Snyder in the least bit, but why would he sell? I mean, for a bad team, this is still a highly... This is this is a highly sought after commodity in the Washington area. Like you know, the Redskins are a big deal. So Doesn't even everything have a price. Everything has a price, but I mean, you know, because then the, then the question is going to come up if somebody else buys it, you change the name. And Snyder is very against changing the name. 
no matter how you feel about it. He won't have much to say after that. Right, I know. So how much? So that's the question. If he sells, it's going to have to be for above market value. But at this point, the only thing he really should be doing, if he's not going to sell it, is get a new GM, get a new front office head, because shake it up, like do something. Because I mean, how many head coaches are you going to run through before you know? As you like to say, fish stinks from the head down. Well, who do you think will end up with the worst record? The Bengals I think or the, the Redskins? I mean the Bengals. I really do. I don't see them winning. Why? At this point, I see the Redskins more likely winning a divisional game, if anything. Or at least sneaking one in. I mean, at this point, because they're playing the Dolphins, aren't they? No, Dolphins beat the Dolphins beat Washington. So right. scratch that. And they can't beat the Jets either. I don't know. The Bengals... <laughs> I mean, the Bengals had a competent quarterback, and they benched him. You know, Dalton, for all we say about him, and they lose again, although this one was actually close, 17-10 to 10 in Oakland. Uh, Bengals at least covered that line of, a thir- of 13. But Oakland's surprising, right? They could win the division. I mean, they really could. They're in the driver's seat right now. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs held off uh, the Chargers on Monday night. Phillip Rivers looks lost. I mean, Eli, you know. Him and Eli were of the same class. I mean, they were traded for each other. Him and Eli yeah, Manning. So who was in that class? Uh, Eli Manning, um, yeah. Roethlisberger, um, Rivers, uh, J.P. Loeschman, I believe. So he's the last man standing? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's it. In terms of uh, quarterbacks from that class of, was that 04? <laughs> yeah, class of so, 04. So he'll be like Marino, all that work and no rank? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had chances, but the Patriots stood in their way. The Jets stood in their way once or twice. Yeah, it's n- Well, it's funny because they were picking on 49 in the secondary. In what, Kansas City? And, uh, yeah, of Kansas City secondary, right? Right. And then at the end of the game, he jumped in the meeting interception, so he didn't go to the well too often. Right. But, I mean, Rivers, another three, a multi-interception game. He had three... Um, on the Thursday night game, and then he had three again tonight or uh, on Monday night. So it's just not—it's not a good look. It's not good right. for him. Well, the game that we thought was going to be the game of the week turned out to be the blowout of the week, forty-one to seven. <laughs> That's so true. The, and I didn't see any of that. The Ravens rolling over Houston. I mean, <laughs> you don't see blowouts this year. No, and that just strengthens how strong the Ravens are. I mean, the Patriots, even though they beat the Eagles seventeen to ten, I mean that offense. Uh, look, I mean, they're starting to play undisciplined too. Right. The Patriots. I mean, they had a lot. They had more. The Eagles had more first downs because of Patriot penalties than actual first game, first downs they earned. So that just goes to show you, there's a lot going on with New England that I think Baltimore. Baltimore's dangerous. Not just well, yeah. There's no doubt. This, you know, the interesting is so concentrated on uh, on Jackson. Oh, Lamar. Yeah. And when I say that, he's like, I think he's like um, 11th in rushing. Yeah. And and like 10th in maybe in completion percentage. So he's, you know, that's a lot of offense on one person. It is, but he's able to, to do it. And marking. And, and he avoids the hits so far. But I mean, you know. That's a lot to put on one position, but that's true with all teams uh, in the quarterback position. But, but you know, uh, passing and running, I mean, how, how long can that go on? I mean, I, I mean, that's the only fear, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, look, uh, 
they're a, a house of cards because, I mean, if Lamar goes down, then they're in trouble. But this defense is strong. I mean, everything they are a well-oiled machine right now, and they're they're rolling everybody over, I think. And they have a good secondary. They do. They really, really do. Um, so that, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It is. It is the Niners hold off the Cardinals 36-26 to in a game in which was going back and forth. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, he's had a successful first year as head coach, even though the record's not going to show it. I mean, the Cardinals are in a lot of these games. They th- That offense has is is working. It's exciting to watch. It is, and Murray, Murray looks like he could be something should he continue. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, look, San Francisco, they've got that, I think, that killer mentality. They, now they've they've blown games out. They've won defensively. They've kept games close. They've you know, they've come from behind. I think that this is, they're tested, no matter who it's against, I think. Yeah, but, you know, but uh, I think Frida went out to, to run back. Oh, yeah, they're, they're injured, Debo Samuel. But he didn't, he didn't look that effective. No, no. And then he went out, so, you know, are you totally sold on them? For now? Yeah. I mean, well, they're going to get a first round bye, I think. Like I know the Seahawks. Look, they still have to play the Seahawks again this season. But right now, like they're they're well, never. They're playing the Packers. Packers are coming out there this week. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that game in a minute. But yeah, that game. Yeah, that that this this is going to be a real big test. But I mean, every game they're in it. If they're not winning, no, I get it. I get it. So there's nothing that has shown me. Oh boy, wow, they are in a lot of trouble. There there hasn't been that moment this year. Because even in in their loss against the Seahawks, I mean that was back and forth, and those were those were but two really they're, teams. They're not a fast strike team. No, they're not. No, they're they're they wear you down. Yes, absolutely. And so long as they they stay healthy, Kittle needs to come back. I think that's going to help them. But I mean, Emmanuel Sanders sure. and and Debo Samuel, two of their wide receivers, are haven't practiced so far this week. And uh, Brita, he's he, the running back. He hasn't practiced either. So who knows what they're going to put out there against the Packers. But still, I, I'm pretty sold on, you know, give them a chance. They're in it, and they'll keep it close. Uh, and then the Sunday night game, my goodness, 17-7, to the Rams over the Bears. I mean, this was, that was a terrible game if you're an offensive fan. the def- If you're a defensive fan, that was a great game because, I mean, how many turnovers were in that game? Just right, and but I mean the whole story is how bad is Trubinsky? Trubinsky's bad. Goff's bad as well. I mean, look, Trubinsky. The Bears. I mean, they might as well start sending you know coded signals to Cam Newton. Like we 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 need you. Oh no, you think he's the answer? Over no, there? he's not the answer. But he's he, he. They're gonna take him over Trubinsky. They're gonna have to make a, a change because there's no way th- oh. he had he has not I shown. Mean, gr- I mean, Chase Daniels will play this week. I think. He might. They, they came up with this hip flexor or, or whatever. Yeah, they pulled Trubinsky and then they put well, in Why Chase. did you pull him with three minutes left? Is it going to change the game? Why, well, why would you do that? Well, because Chase Daniels is less likely to throw an interception or more likely to possibly hit a yeah, target. But I'm saying, then why do you cover, put the shade out there that he's injured if you take him out with three minutes to go? Because you're still protecting the, I don't know. Because he's yeah, a fragile individual? Not, right? I don't know. He forgets to delete. He forgets to delete his tweets from when he was seventeen. So I, I don't know. I don't know what else. To, I can't defend the guy. He's just 
that this is what you're dealing with. You're dealing with a, a very so. But uh, the interesting thing there was both the Rams and the um, the Bears have fallen from last year. I mean, big time. I mean, that Bears defense, even though they had a good game this week, wasn't that hard to against the uh, you know Goff. The Steelers had a field day with with uh, interceptions and turnovers against Goff, and I mean, here's an even better defense, and they still gave up. Yeah, but now points. all of a sudden, Gurley's starting to play. Yeah, he's starting to run the ball, and you know Cooper Cup is healthy, and I mean Robert Woods hasn't been out there, and neither has Brandon Cooks. But I mean, still, they always have somebody else that can come up. But I mean, there was a you can't like yeah. Well, the other teams have solved the puzzle. Put it that way. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And I mean, the Bears absolutely. There was no coming back, and they still have kicking issues. I mean, two at missed extra point, <laughs> two missed field goals. That, that's that's the yeah. I mean that, that's that, a sign of a bad team. You're not solving you're solving the problems you had last year. No, I mean at this point, Pagano might as well just be thinking, "Hey, maybe I can get my second shot here." Because that, def- yeah, but you know, it, it's hard on the, on the play caller too, because you can't trust the kicker, so you got to go for situations where you wouldn't want to, and you, and you've got a uh, below par quarterback. Well, how about this? Maybe give you know some of these head coaches, especially the offensive ones, need to give up play calling. They just have to stop it. Pat Shermer, he needs to stop doing that, but he won't. Um, yeah, Matt Nagy needs to Doug, do that too. Well, Doug Peterson is Doug, a good example of that. Doug Peterson, but you know what? He, he's he's been successful enough. Maybe Where, not. Were they? Oh, that one Super Bowl in a lifetime. I, how many times? It goes it, a long way, huh? It, of course it does, and not only that. Then it becomes, and especially when it was always only two years ago. Let's. Let's relax. It's not like it was, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson when he was still coaching the Dolphins. Like, it, yeah, it happened pretty recently, and it was with the same team and pretty much the same cast of characters. It's just that this one, maybe once, might not be the answer. Maybe that, maybe there's well, something to that. That's an interesting story. Because it's not the defense. Right now, it's not the defense. And don't forget, they went on their biggest runs. The Eagles did without wins. So. Yeah, but when Wentz is when Wentz is reckless, he's more successful. Right. And now I think they took that out of him and lost some competitiveness. No, I think there's something to that. You, you actually you do have to believe that. All right, so let's move over to Week 12 of the NFL. What are some of your best bets this week? Well, I want to go against the Rams. <laughs> well, that's easy. They're playing Monday night. Uh, they're hosting against the, against the Ravens. They're against Baltimore. Baltimore's giving three. Yeah, so I mean that sounds interesting, right? So I mean the Rams' defense. I mean, I mean they do have a good defensive coordinator there. I mean, Wade Phillips. The kind of game plan they're going to dial up for uh, for for Jackson, but uh, a lot of people have tried. I know. I think the only thing they're they're going to try to do is stack the box and make him throw it. But I mean that's not going to be successful. I don't think. Unless unless they unless they really believe Jalen Ramsey can just cover the entire defensive backfield by himself, um, but yeah, that's the only thing I can think they're they're going to force them force him to throw it, and he's just going to throw it all day, and he'll be fine, I think. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I like that. I'm going to take the Packers. Like the Packers in San Francisco, getting three on the road. Yeah. I mean, so far, the Packers haven't done too much to really doubt that they would be able to. 
you know, I, look this and look that that's two. Those are two good back to back games. Look, even though the Rams have been struggling, I mean, the Ravens in prime time on a Monday night, and that's before or that's after Green Bay and the Niners getting flexed into that position. That's going to be a that's a huge game. Right, that's going to be exciting football. That that's some real exciting football. That those are two games that I'm very interested in, in seeing, of course. So you like the Packers, you like the Ravens, both road road uh, road teams. Yeah, that that can be problematic, right? Yeah. And the Giants are playing Um they are playing Oh, are they playing the Dolphins? Hold on are they second. playing the Bears? Oh, I don't know. Let me double check on that. I think they are, and I think the that's Bears by six. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. That's now I hope Chase Daniels plays. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Because then I mean the the rest of the team needs it. Yes, yes they do. Yeah, they've been smothered by uh Trubinsky. Yes. It's uh it's it's been real tough going for the Bears. Um and I mean the, yeah, and the Giants I don't I don't see much happening from them this week. No. No. Now, um, I was looking at the... I mean, that looks like an issue game, the uh, the Raiders at Jets. Raiders at Jets. I like the Raiders there. Still. You like the Raiders there? Yeah. But, but um, I mean, throughout their history, they don't travel well coast to coast, do they? Mm, no. No, they don't. And as as good as the offense has been these last two games, let, let's think about who the Jets have been playing. Um... And uh, they also Ryan Khalil, who who came out who came out of retirement to join the Jets as their starting uh, offensive lineman. He's out for the year. Um, I've and I like the Raiders' ability. They've got that killer mentality. They're in. You know, they can. They the road can, warriors. I mean, they're they're, they they're truly a surprise team. They are. No, they absolutely are. And because I think because you're thinking, well, they're building for Vegas. Yeah. Well, here they are now. They're, they're actually doing something. Now they're ready for this. So, I mean, Oakland giving three to the Jets. A lot of home underdogs. Interesting, but you know that that's what happens when there's a, a good amount of bad teams. I mean, the Bears are at home and they're they're giving six to the Giants. And, and the, the other pick I I like is um, um, I actually like the Cowboys. So you like the Cowboys in New England? Well, as the third pick, yeah, that's getting you know, six and a half. I know. I can I, I can buy that. I can buy them covering. I mean, that could be a three four point game. I mean, the Cowboys could win outright. I mean, this is uh, this will be an interesting game, I think. Well, it'd be interesting because who do you, you know? Because the whole thing about Belichick is you take away their biggest weapon. Well, right. which well now you've got a bit of a you've got a bit of a triplet going on because you've got. Dak, you've got Zeke, and you've got Amari Cooper. So which one are you going to clamp down on? And plus, don't forget, Witten, Witten's still got sure hands e- even coming sure. back. So that that part, I think, is going to be and interesting. And they're looking vulnerable, the Patriots. They are. They really are. Um, I mean, look, uh, as, as, I saw, as I saw one meme come across my way... Um, you know, it's a good week for everybody because either the Cowboys are going to lose or the Patriots are going to lose. It's one or the other. That you can guarantee that. So good things will happen. And that's what they say. 
Good thing. Now, what did you make of that Philly Philly play that uh, the New England put on, on on the Eagles? I mean, hey, it's and they did it before because don't forget that's pretty much the same play that they did, they did against the Ravens. You can't block that, and you know, you can't pull it out every game. But when you need it and you pull it out, you know. But it also goes yes, to show that, you that was a little bit of, of a revenge game for the Super Bowl. Oh, of course, but I mean, you know, and it was still it's still only seven points. You know, Eagles were still in that to the end. It's not like they rolled them over, but there was there was some interesting stuff there. So there goes that. All right. So you like the Packers? You like the Ravens? You like the you like the Bears? You said I do. And you like I the do. and you like the Raiders and the Cowboys? Yeah, that's enough. That's enough right there. I think that is enough. Um, moving on to baseball. Yeah, what about college? College football, absolutely. We can move over there and for Rutgers, sure. Rutgers covered. Let's give them some props. <laughs> Rutgers did, but I mean... They, they, they got rolled over, but they covered. They did, but still, I mean, that was a that was a big line to begin with. So it starts off with... And Shiano's going to be the coach, it looks like. I mean, it, it, makes, it only makes sense. Yeah, Rutgers scoring 21 points against Ohio State. That's a big deal, of course. They also gave up 56 to Ohio State. <laughs> Um, Alabama, so the tank for Tua for the Dolphins mm. ha- went off the rails in a couple ways. Number one, of course, the Dolphins started winning. And number two, Tua is out for the season. He got and surgery. Possibly forever. Got a surgery on his knee and hip, I believe. One or both, I forget which one. Yeah, he got crushed. In that game against uh, Mississippi State, 38-7, uh, to they still won, but... I mean that lost to LSU and LSU slammed Old Miss fifty-eight to thirty-seven. So LSU is uh, top dog right now. Three undefeated teams up at the top: LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson. With Georgia filling in that fourth spot again, two SEC teams in that college football playoff. But so Georgia, you like that, right? I don't like SEC. Get out of town! Are you kidding me? Yeah. Tack with that. But, of course, there's Alabama at number five. So just somebody needs to slip up and whoop, there they go. The Tua-less. Oh, no, not again. The Tua-less tie just slide right in there. Um, Jalen Hurts' uh, Oklahoma. Uh, where are they? Uh, they beat the previously undefeated Baylor 34-31 to in a close game. They've dro- they're down at nine. Poor Baylor dropped down to 14 yeah, um, they faded quick. They faded quick. And then, of course, Penn State with their loss the previous week. They're still on the outside, and there's no way they're getting in. But, I mean, Oregon's holding steady at number six, right beyond Alabama, 34-6. to six. I mean, Georgia, look, if... Because don't forget, in a couple weeks, I mean, we're coming up close because uh, the Army-Navy game is going to be at the beginning of December. So I think there's about, like, one more week... Let me see if I double-check that one. Like two more weeks, really. And then you get into some of the um, conference championships. So it looks like, because Georgia is in the east and LSU's in the west. So those two are very likely going to play for the SEC championship game. Only one, the winner of that is going to go into the college football playoff. So the other one's going to be the outside. So can you really send Alabama, that's not in that championship game, into the college football playoff? No. So then you have to start looking at Oregon or even Utah. Utah holding steady 49-3, to 9-1 is their record too. Um, so you have to think about that. Oregon and Utah really should be jumping over Alabama, but they, everybody just 
they're hoping LSU trips up somewhere and Alabama can just slide right back in. But I don't want that. It's good for the ratings. It's good for the rate, but at the same time, like we don't we don't need this anymore. Like it's the same thing. We, look, you, the, want, you want new blood. But the best thing that happened was at, was Clemson crushing the tide last year. Like that that almost signaled, hey, not only is this the beginning of the end, we may have reached the end. So the wheel the wheel has turned. So don't but don't try to force Alabama into into somewhere that they really shouldn't be. Based on, yeah, but, but Alabama doesn't have the defense it once had. No, no, gosh, so no. So they're going to be suspects. I think so, and I think the vote, and especially, again, uh, you. How are you going to put in a non-conference champion into a four-team playoff when there are five conferences that have champions? Good point. You, you can't. You just can't do that. And I think the voters of um, of those seedings will make the correct decision with that. Sure, and like, it's easier with two of them. Right, but now now you have to start looking at uh, Trevor Lawrence. Is he going to be a pro? Because I mean, Tua, yeah, like we said, he's he's out and he's he's not really going to be worth it to take number one overall. So now you have to no, look. No, this could be a career threatening. This could be Bo Jackson. Yeah. Ish. So now you have to start looking at the quarterback up in Oregon, uh, Justin Herbert. I think his name is. He's had a great year, of course. Uh, LSU's quarterback. He's now the front runner as well. Um, he might be pro. He, there might be some eyes on him for sure. Um, Absolutely, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, another one, especially Jalen Hurts, big time. So he might be one as well. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see um, where they go from that. So. Moving over to baseball, of course, the oh, the Astros uh, scandal has gotten even deeper. So now there's video evidence, um, not only of the banging throughout the playoffs of twenty seven uh, twenty seventeen, but also but, the back the um, alleyway setup they think they have in there. But with, with towels hanging. You know, to block the view and all kinds of stuff. Right? Well, the yeah, the Astros uh, World Series commemorative DVD. You know, their little documentary that every team puts out if they win the. You know, right. well, they show you know Carlos Correa. I think it was uh, walking down the tunnel back over to the clubhouse after he he, he hit a home run to cool off, and there's uh, a laptop set up next to a garbage <laughs> can, and everybody's like, "Whoa, there it is! There's the smoking gun! There's the." There's the evidence that everybody needs. It's um, like Toto pulling the curtain back in The Wizard of Oz. Right. And now Rob Manfred, uh, commissioner, has said that... Oh, well, he's um, going to get to the bottom of it. Right, but also that, oh, you know, we, we knew about... You know, we had our suspicions, even this... You, you've been warned. Right. So, again, what what really could happen? I mean... Oh, what about Carlos Beltran? Was he the one banging the garbage can? No, he wasn't. I mean, how could he not know? He's a professional science dealer. I know. He's his drawn suit. I, Base look, stealing, science stealing. I understand. Yeah, it figures the best would hire somebody like this. It's like getting assessments on your roster. Now, now I see him swinging it back. Yeah, he with the two broken ankles that never In the middle of the winter, yeah. And Brody saying, I don't know if he'll ever play again. And there's Yo, yeah. Yo yeah, swing. I think, yeah. So, yes, there's, oh, there's a lot of subterfuge. But I'm, is this scandalous, or is this just uh, to keep baseball, you know, alive during football season? I, it, do you it, think this has legs? It all depends what punishments are handed down. Well, here's what we can guarantee. There's going to be no asterisks 
No, because they didn't do it with bonds. The Dodgers are not. No, the Dodgers are not going to all of a sudden be given the championship of 2017. Of course not. They're not going to take away rings. They're not going to delete footage. So this is in college football. That's one. Number two is uh, what's going to happen to AJ Hinch. He's not going to be um, banned from being from from Major League Baseball anymore. Uh, might he be suspended? Maybe that's a possibility. But okay. You're not going to do anything to the players. Uh, so what are you going to do to the organization? Dock them money? Ooh, shocking. Are you going to dock them draft picks? Eh, but well, still, that's know, not going to go far. Yeah, as a Met fan, I'm concerned. What is what is Beltran's role? He, according to him, and this is all according to him, is that he had no knowledge of it. Yes, I understand. He he does have a history well, and that's reputation. What, that's how most uh, you know felons' first dances. So. But here, so what's going to happen to Beltran? Is he going? He's not going to get suspended by Major League Baseball, is he? If he like, how is how is that going to happen? He did something as a player, but now he's a manager and he's not going to be playing anymore. We know. Okay, so all you can do is have somebody from Major League Baseball hang around for the Mets for a while and just make sure they're not setting up the same system. But as of right now, it looks like the Astros are the only ones that have either done this been caught doing it or are suspected of doing it, however you want to phrase it. And what do you make of that? You think that's accurate? (sighs) To an extent. I mean, every gunslinger is looking for an edge. Of course, but it's it's the little things. Um, You know, and then you, Darvish, of the Cubs, uh, went out on Twitter and said to Christian Yelich, hey, I saw him looking over when I was pitching to him. He wasn't looking at me. He kept on shifting his eyes over to his bullpen uh, at um, Miller Park to see if they were setting, sending him signs. So it, it happens. It happened before. I mean, the fact that the Giants won the pennant in 51 um, was because of an alleged and what seems to be now factual um, sign-stealing setup. A whole Rube well, Goldberg. Well, they say Mickey Mantle used to whistle when the, when the, uh, when the ball was coming. Yeah, of course. So it, it exists. However... To this extent, we haven't seen anybody else. Because don't forget, this was dropped by a former Astro player who was on that 2017 team, Mike Fears, who dropped that bomb. Like he, he pretty much he's added himself. There's four others to cooperate, but they haven't come out publicly. So he's at least said, "Yeah, uh, this is my name. This is what I'm saying. They did, and we did." So there's at least that. Um, but again, what I really don't know what's going to happen, and I don't think it's going to be very much. Mike Mike Trout is your American League MVP, third time in his career. And that's missing games. That's missing games. Uh, uh, he beat out uh, Alex Bregman of the aforementioned Houston Astros. Um, just shy, uh, a little bit more than shot, but I mean, this guy, in his young career, he's got like... Now, I know it's compared to Bonds, but don't forget, we're comparing it to Bonds pre-whatever. But he's got three – in the same amount of time that if you compare Bonds to Trout at this point in their career, they're pretty much equal in terms of stats and and award cabinet, which is is saying something. But I mean – Yeah. And I mean Trout, every year when he doesn't win it, everybody says he should. And so every other every other time he wins it. So yeah, I mean he's in good. He's the shape. best player in baseball. He is. He absolutely is. And unfortunately, he's. And they'll pro- finally get him some support this year. <laughs> I don't know. 
It all depends what our. Well, the only wants to win. I'm sure he wants to win. Nate, find me an owner. Sign those checks. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, and also, so now he and Pujols are, uh, you know, um, basically two Hall of Famers playing, but they're on either side of their career, playing as teammates. Um, the National League, Cody Bellinger won out over Christian Yelich. I think Christian Yelich's injury towards the end of the year really um, held him back because he couldn't finish it finish through. But Cody Bellinger is your National League MVP. Um, That's deserving. It is. Um, it's funny, Pete Alonso finished seventh. Uh, and he had well, the... Yeah, well, and don't forget, he was the uh, rookie of the year. And of course, we, uh, we mentioned last time, Jacob DeBrom won the... Uh, Cy Young Award. You know, it's interesting. When you look at Rookie of the Year, I mean, you, you would think that all of them went on to be superstars, but not true. Well, I mean, it, does the, the league catches up to you in, in certain respects, you know? If I were to look at, I mean, you can look back at the years and, yeah, I mean, famous one is Pat Listache, who won in like 93 uh, for the Brewers, yeah, but, but I mean... Then then what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he was only known as the 1993 Rookie of the Year, and that was about it. Uh, and then the uh, 2020 uh, Baseball Hall of Fame ballot has come out as well. Um, so looking at – so the biggest name that pops out to you right away and the likely first ballot Hall of Famer is Derek Jeter. Jeter. Derek Jeter, and after that, if we're, I mean, there's nobody close. Here's just a, a small sampling of those who are followed, who are following Derek Jeter their first time on, and likely their fir- first and only time on as they get voted off or don't get voted at all. Giambi, Jason Giambi, Alfonso Soriano, Bobby Abreu, Paul Canerco, Adam Dunn, Cliff Lee, maybe, but wow, that's a big, big stretch. Um, he didn't have a, a long enough career, or at least a um, long enough. Successful yeah, a support player, uh, Raphael Fercal. I mean, Josh Beckett. Um, yeah, we are. And Eric Chavez. Nope, 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 nope. So a lot of nope. So it's Jeter, which then begs the question: Is it only going to be Jeter? First of all, how many votes is he going to get? Because he's not going to get the hundred percent. If he gets the hundred percent, why? If he get, I mean, I'm going to no, no. There's always. It seems like there's always one writer uh, that, that that you know wants you know. To be singled out. Look, a Mariano, I understand, but you're going to tell me Jeter every like nobody else gets a hundred percent of the of the votes. Yeah, well, what a great diplomat he was for the game. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I just people it, loved him. I understand, but it's just like no, please no. Um, so Jeter will get in. There's guarantee. That's pretty much guaranteed. So then you have to look at who's on the cusp. So you got to look at those who are late in their ballots, and of course, yeah, that means. Too. That means Schilling, Clemens, and Bonds. Well, Schilling, because of his politics, probably not. Right, but I mean, uh, we we need right. to ju- we need to just go by the uh, Ty Cobb's. I know, the, I know, but that's not what's going on today. I know, but no, but Ty Cobb's in the Hall of Fame. No matter what you think about Ty Cobb, well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be there today. Well, right. So let's just go by on the field, and well, when we, he, we'd hope it's a fair system. When but. he, well, when he played, if we're just looking at stats. I mean, 3,261 uh, 3, innings pitched, 3,116 strikeouts. So that's just under a strikeout in inning. I, I mean, he's got an under 1.2. He's got a 1.331 whip. So that's walks per hit per inning pitched. Oh, oh. I mean, the guy, the guy was, he, he really should be in the Hall of Fame. 
Because it's not like his numbers are all that different from somebody like Clemens. Now Clemens has the wins, and yeah, about but he doesn't have his he doesn't have a bloody sock in the Hall of Fame. Uh, right, exactly. So, you know, for whatever you have to say about Schilling that isn't on no, the field, I, mean, I, I like Schilling. You know, it's not me that's saying this. Right, I'm but just saying what's out there. I liked him as a player, and he's got yeah. two years left on the ballot. And if we're looking forward to something like 2021... No, I agree. I agree. He should be in. I mean, th- this is the year when... Because Bonds and Clemens are also, also on their eighth year. So they're running out of time. They're both over... They're just under... They're all around at the same number, which is about 60%. Schillings mm. is 60.9. Yeah, but you don't... Yeah. Clemens is at 59.5, and Bonds is at 59.1. They're but not... do you think Bonds will be in? I think he should. And... and, and Look, I think it's if we if we also take that's, into that's an uncomfortable situation with the steroid issue in baseball. But first of all, everybody going forward is going to have this question, this taint going forward. Yeah, but nobody's head got that much bigger. I understand, but if you also look at his stats before he started taking, I really think. That the and look here's the other thing I'm looking forward now I'm looking at 2021, the year after the best one on here is Aramis Aramis Ramirez, he was a third baseman for the Cubs and the Pirates. Good luck remembering. That's the best choice. Tory Hunter, I mean Barry Zito, Tim Hudson. Stop me when you're excited. Shane Victorino, I could go. But these are all stars. These aren't superstars. Right. So when you're looking at that, you need to look at the top. And right now, Chilling, Clemens, and Bonds, they were they were and Clemens and Bonds specifically. Yeah, but they're public relation problems. But they were so. Then if they no, were, I agree. I agree. Look, so here, Sosa is on his eighth. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Sosa's on his eighth year as well. He only has eight point five percent of the votes. Statistically, he should be, but we all know that he shouldn't be. Here's the here's the thing: Clemens and Bonds were all time greats, even before yeah, they right, were right. they were implicated. And yeah, I, but you have to take into consideration. I mean, the embarrassment is to baseball. They're, 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 I think they're lucky they don't have an asterisk. But here, but at this point, nobody nobody remembers, dude. That was now. If we're talking about you got to wait five well, years. The baseball's uh, bothered by it. I mean, what do they have? They had the, uh, the Black Sox scandal. Right. But here's they the... had the, the steroid scandal and now the uh, whatever happens with the Astros. But I also... Mean, that's just a big, uh, you know... But here's... Tarnish, tarnishments. Time heals all wounds. And mm. now these are younger voters. Don't forget. Well, maybe they should wait till absolute last year then. Well, yeah, because here, they've got two years. Bonds and Clemens have – Bonds, Schilling, and Clemens all have two more years, and neither one of those two years are looking good. If we want to jump ahead to 2022, which is their final yeah, right. year on the ballot. So let's look at the fine, their very final year on the ballot. Yeah, here's, make them sweat it out. Here's what they're up against, and um, some of these names you may have heard. So, okay, let's hear. Alex Rodriguez. Mm, well, that's another problem. Okay, so it's not gonna right. it's not gonna stop. All right, here here's what we have. Oh man! In Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling's tenth year, they're yeah. up against Alex Rodriguez. Now, you yeah. want to talk about uh, a PR? He has the a miracle. 
they were able to turn everything. He's he's a almost like a folk hero because he does the well, Sunday night games, especially with his with his dating choices. Not, a, I mean, this is a guy who's gotten back into the public's good graces. The only ones that hate him are Yankee fans, and he actually won a title with the Yankees. Yeah. So. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So he's like, okay. Who else? David Ortiz. Mm, Who? Wow. Two things. DH, but they've already gotten Edgar Martinez in, so that shouldn't matter. But he has a a, a scandal tainted with him. But don't yeah. forget. Right. He does. So what I'm saying is, going forward, these biggest, the biggest names, the worldwide names, are going right. to get implicated. So it's like, at what point are you going to shut it off? Because here's third, Jimmy Rollins. Are you telling me that Jimmy Rollins is a Hall of Famer? Because I don't buy it. No I know he's way. he's got an MVP to his credit, but I mean his stats are on par with somebody like Jeff Kent and yeah. somebody like Omar Vizcal yeah. and Andy Pettit. I mean those are absolute borderline Hall of Famers. And I don't think if you're going to be putting in – Jimmy Rollins, how are you going to say David Ortiz can't be? How are you going to say Kurt Schilling can't be? How can you say that any of these other guys? Because then it drops off really far after Rollins. Mark Teixeira is not a Hall of Famer. A.J. Pruszynski is not a Hall of Famer. And then you're going to Ryan Howard. If Ryan Howard had two solid legs for for five more years, maybe. But he did fit 50 home runs, didn't he? Yeah. um, Look, he started off like with a bang. I mean, he has 382 home runs, but the problem is is that he signed that monster contract, his waist got monster, and then he just couldn't run anymore. I mean, he, he, his, his, his career basically ended when he was running down to first base to, to uh, possibly win a <laughs> division series and his legs exploded. Oh, my God. So, look, Bonds and Clemens will, I believe... My prediction, they will, here, here's my prediction for this ballot. They will move up at least 10 points. They're going to get close to 70 points. Now, are they going to get that extra five, like, percentage points? Are they going to get that extra? Not this year. It's going to be close. But nobody, nobody goes up and then goes down. If you voted for them one year, then you're just going to probably vote for them again. Look, I think that there's going to be a lot of ballots that just send in Jeter and that's going to be it. But there's also going to be – you can count at least 60% of the voters voting for Schilling, Clemens, and Bonds, and then you'll probably get 5 to 10 more percent. Larry Walker's in his 10th year. He's not going much higher. He's at 54%. Omar Vizquel, maybe you can – And if Walker played – he, he played for two different teams, right? He played for the – well, he played for a couple actually. But he was mainly mainly known early on with the Expos and then he went to Colorado right. where he had his greatest success. He did. Right. Plus a big, plus a big ballpark. Right. Of course. So then you have to take the, the environmental aspects of that in. Um, so, I mean, it really is just a question, Schilling, Clemens, and Bonds. Jeter, you know he's going to get that phone call, but what about these three? How much higher do they go? And I really believe that they're going to try to. And now that that's just. Well, the, I mean, ultimately, they can't be denied. Right. I th- I think so. And there's there's that. Now, don't forget, there's also the veterans ballot, which is up for this year. Remember, last year it was Harold Baines and um, yeah, and um, Lee Smith got in. So this year we have. Now this is of the more modern. Um, so these are guys from pretty much the seventies on, to yeah. like today. So you've got Mattingly. 
Steve Garvey, Ted Simmons, Dave Parker, Dale Murphy, Tommy John are kind of like the biggest names that jump. Thurman Munson are the biggest ones that sort of jump out at you. So I think Mattingly was going to get in with the veterans ballot. Um, well, actually, I like Ted Simmons. If I remember, he was a switch hitter. I believe you're uh, right. And if you look at his career home runs, I think, I mean, besides Mickey Mantle as a switch hitter, I mean, he, he rates kind of high, I think, all the time. Ted Simmons has 248 home runs. The most he hit in the season was 26. As the switch hitter? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's an accomplishment. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, don't forget, Eddie Murray's got over 500 home runs. He was a switch hitter, too. Um, the biggest thing to note about Ted Simmons, he's a, uh, how many times was he an all-star? Eight-time all-star, a silver slugger winner. He led the league, the National League, in back-to-back years in intentional walks. Well, I, th- I think it's harder as a catcher because your hands get beat up. Right. So, you know, when you get guys like Piazza, guys like him, and Munson, I mean, any of these catchers that have a career at, at bat, Yogi Berra. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's different than your average player. Yeah. No, Ted Simmons was good, but lo- I mean... I mean, you're calling the game, you're crouched, uh, your hands get beat up. It's, it's a lot of problems back there. Right. Well, look, if Harold Baines can get in, I mean, Ted Simmons is very likely to, but I think Mattingly is pretty much a safe bet. Tommy John could too, because just based on, I mean, his career, like that surgery... Like, every young pitcher has it. Like, it's almost a rite of passage now. It used to be like, oh, my gosh. But now it's like, yeah, I right. had that in high school. Now I what? forget the name of that doctor that perfected that. I don't know. I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, but but the patient gets the, the, the operation named after. Yeah. Well, the Lou Gehrig's disease and Tommy John's surgery, so... Away yeah. you go. Oh, oh. All right, Dad. Well, thanks very much for joining me this week. It's been fun. All right, guys. Uh, And we will see you from uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia, the next time we speak, live and in living color. uh, In the Shenandoah Valley. All right. We'll see you there. Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.